Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. I am your host, Cheats. And as always, BBM is brought to you by the Family Podcast Network. I'm going to ask you to do me a quick favor. Please go anywhere that podcasts are available. Click subscribe, like, rate us, rate us five stars. Somebody rated us four stars, so we got to counteract that somehow and get (laughs) as many five-star ratings as possible. Look. I one day this this podcast this network this the show will be big enough where I stop counting the number of pro players that we had on the site. Today is not that day. This is <laughs> our third pro player ever to grace us on a mixtape talk. It is Bubba Aline. I am so excited to have Bubba on the show. Quickly before I welcome Bubba, I'll quickly tell you that Bubba was was not. I mean, there's 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 a level of being a first team All American. But I heard that Bubba Aline, and I'm pretty sure, was a consensus, unanimous first-team All-American at the University of Maryland, which you don't (laughs) get every day. He was drafted in the Dodgers organization. He played last season in Rancho Cucamonga. Bubba, welcome to the mixtape, man. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to just chop it up and just talk baseball. Let me ask you the first question. It has absolutely nothing to do with baseball. The first question. (laughs) Rancho Cucamonga. Do you know what film and black culture made Rancho very famous? Let me see. <laughs> you might be too young. You might know. be too young. I don't even know. The Friday series with Ice Cube. Really? So Friday after next, the second Friday, they moved to Rancho Cucamonga because they got they got rich and won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know. That. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta That's watch crazy. that. That's crazy. No, I gotta no, got, got, got go back and watch it now. Man, they're like, in Rancho Cucamonga. It's Mike Epps <laughs> re- replaced Chris Tucker. And that's, that's what crazy. it is. Uh, I, and, and the second thing I'll ask you, has, again, has absolutely nothing to do with baseball, but we're going to get into it, I promise. <laughs> you, you started this thing off. You, 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 you opened up war paint already. You're wearing the Eagles cap. <laughs> they're moving along in the playoffs. How, how do you feel? How do you feel? You feel good about this? The, the I mean, playoff run for the Eagles. I'm ha- I'm a happy man. Like I, I, we're playing we're playing the Giants tomorrow. Like like I said, like I'm either gonna look good or bad wearing this hat. But I'm riding with my I'm riding with my dogs. The Eagles. Absolutely. Well, just because you're on the show, actually I can't. I was gonna say I was riding with the Eagles too, but I got too many <laughs> friends. I got too many friends all over the place that I can't can't necessarily <laughs> say that. But I wish you the best of luck as you go through the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna need it. Let's talk about what's happening right now and then we'll go back over your journey your career a little bit and your love of baseball but you finished your first season in the Dodgers organization my first question for you is what's it like being a pro player right you played baseball all your life but now you are a pro baseball player it is your livelihood describe to me what's that like for you and and even just some things that may have happened to you as a pro player that you didn't expect right yeah so like like you said it's a, it's a job now and, it, and it, luckily it's like what i think it's the best job in the world so it doesn't really feel like you're you're working every day because you're just doing what you love but it's it's a grind man like the minor leagues is it's no joke here it's all day i get to the field by like 12 1 and not leave until like 11 o'clock at night right so um but it's fun like you get to go out and play baseball like you meet new people like you find some friends on the team and it's the same game you've been playing since a kid. You just people are a little bit better, the stakes are a little higher, but it's just you get to go out there every single day and play and 
the body's tired a lot. Got a lot of guys doing throwing pitches you've never seen, people in the stands and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, it's it's the same game, you know. And, and being out there was it was my first time in Cali, so it was it was a new life experience. Was, That's right. You're an East um, Coast guy. Yeah, so it was it was just a little shell shock to get out there and kind of oh you're on your own, right? So it's just it's crazy. Does it feel like a job? At this point, does baseball feel like a job or does it still feel like a kid's game? It still feels like a game. You know, like obviously it is our job now, but um it's it's a, it's the same game. You just go out there and have fun with it. Like I feel like if you put too much stress on yourself, too much pressure, um, it's just not gonna be fun anymore. And like I feel like you play your best when you're having fun of it, just enjoying the game and, and the guys around you and the fans and the atmosphere. So just really just going out and just trying to do the same thing you've done your whole life. Just just play the game the right way and just have fun with it. Are you the type of guy that sets goals? Like, in, in the sense of, I know there's goals of getting better every day. I want to work on this and this, and I want to get better every day. But are yeah. you the type of guy that says, uh, you know, by the end of this season, I want to do this? Like, as you were working, you're working at the University of Maryland right now, and you're going, uh, working hard in the offseason to get ready to, to the season. Do you set goals for what you expect in the season, or is it more of a daily grind? Right. So, yeah, I'll, I mean, I, I'll set goals for myself, not really based on statistics as much as just improving on certain parts of my game. I was like, all right, by this part, by the end of the year, I, I want to focus on going this year. I want to focus on hitting the high pitch better, or focus on being more accurate with my throws here, cleaning up some things on defense. And I'll kind of set those kind of goals um, and just keep my, my, uh, my, my progress as I go along. Because um, I feel like chasing numbers is just a, for me, it's just I don't feel like it's success in that because no, like, no I want to say, yeah, I, I want to hit 330. And what happens if I'm hitting 330? What do right. I stop there? <laughs> so, I don't really, so I don't really set statistical goals as much as I'll try and set, like, all right, like I'm going to really focus and attack on my weakness. I can't, I'm, I'm struggling to hit pitching up in the zone. I'm going to try and attack that and look at average of the year and tell, like, my average is up 60 points up in the zone compared to last year. Um, and then just keep setting different goals and attacking those weaknesses. Um, just because I really, I want to set a goal that I'm probably never really going to reach because you just want to keep trying to retain more and just keep improving. Um, so I set, I set more goals like that based on performance and attacking weaknesses more than probably statistics, I would say. Now, are you, a, do you, are you a guy that looks at and kind of pours over analytics to see, oh, I'm doing this well, I'm not doing this well? Or is it kind of a feel, like you got a vibe, like I got to work on this? Yeah, so in the day-to-day, I'm more of on the feel. And then as I start to reflect on, all right, like, what am I doing well? What am I not doing well? I'll start looking at the analytics and the data there. Um, but for day-to-day, I kind of try to stay away from that kind of stuff and, and just kind of play the game. You know, like, if, if I'm feeling something different, I'll try and make an adjustment um, here or talk to my coach. Hey, what are you seeing here? What are you seeing there? Um, but for analytics, I know people really fall in love with that kind of stuff. But for me, I just try to keep it simple and just go out there and play the game right and and just have fun with it. So I kind of stay away from those unless I'm reflecting or something like that, but I just kind of have some feel with it. <laughs> I kind of feel like there's no in-between these days. It's either people are like locked in the analytics like world <laughs> or or they're like, get that stuff away from me. Tell me what I need to know. It's like, it's a little bit of a yin and it's yang. It's like the old school, it's like the old school, new school thing. Like people, some people are in love with it. Some people hate right. it. So it's like, it's funny to see that that balance and, and people different perspectives on it when you get to, to program. So you did mention you're an East coast guy. 
I think it's Philadelphia yeah. University of Maryland. Then you get drafted and you're shipped all the way out to the West Coast <laughs> of California. What were some of the biggest adjustments? Was there, was there any big adjustments in regards to just going out there, being acclimated to new weather, new people, and, and playing ball out there in the sunshine all the time as opposed to uh, – <laughs> oh, I mean, to for sure. I'm used to starting the season off in 30-degree weather and my hands are freezing. I can't feel anything. You just battled out there just to, just to stay active. Oh, man. <laughs> but I'm mean, in Arizona, it's 110 degrees. Yeah, yeah. Dry heat. You definitely took me some get used to for that because like, oh. everyone's like, oh, stay hydrated. But that's a different type. Like, you got to prepare the days in advance. Like, that's I amazing. Was, like, I got up there and I was dying at first. Oh, my God. This, oh, were this you? It was like crazy. affecting your conditioning and all of that? Yeah. This heat, oh, that's heat crazy. Was crazy. I would have and never then, thought. Yeah, it was, it was like 100. My first, my first week out there, it was like 110 degrees and it, like, every day. And it was, and, but it was nice, though, because it was sunny every day. I didn't have to worry yeah. about it. You know what you're getting every day, which is nice. On East Coast, it's cloudy here in the winter. Like, but out there, it was, it was beautiful every day. It's just that heat was getting – it would get to me at first. Uh, so that was a huge adjustment for me. So talk to me about the grind of minor league baseball, especially, you know, rookie ball and lower level. Look, I see you got the ice. You got the ice around your neck. <laughs> however, however, I have – been familiar enough and talked to enough players and and lord knows agents and people like that that says hey look it is a grind you are playing oh ball God, but it's yeah. also like kind of hand them out it, it may, may remind you of your college days right yeah yeah i mean it's not even far off it's a, it's a grind like i mean it's like you're trying to win games but at the same time you're competing for spots and to try and move up too so you gotta just try and like outworked everyone like, and everyone out here it's like you said it's a job so everyone out here is fighting for their lives people have kids and families you're trying to support sure. out and and so it's you're 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 there all day all year round and that's what the off season might be even harder than the season just training trying to get your body ready for the season um so it's just like a it's a never-ending it's never-ending cycle it's all day every day and, and correct me really if I'm and correct me if I'm wrong you don't get paid in the off season right like the no, off season no, no. and it's so it's 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 tough so it's a, it's like a, to make sure you're doing everything you need to do. Yeah, I mean, like you got to figure it out. You got to figure out somewhat one way or another. Like, <laughs> and luckily this year they were, they were paying for our living this year, so we didn't have to worry about that. But previously, guys were telling me like, yeah, we were sleeping in motels or some guys were sleeping in their cars. So they wouldn't pay for housing or whatever they're living. So it's just it's definitely not easy. Just the day in and day out life of being there is nice because they take care of us pretty well now. Um, but the offseason is definitely, I would say the offseason is more of a grind than yeah, the, budget. the season you, at some points. Look, you have to you look all those budgeting classes. Hopefully, look, the five years at Maryland, you got right. some budgeting, <laughs> budgeting classes in. Um, <laughs> right. Hey, I was really, really impressed with, uh, obviously, your All-American senior year was so impressive on the field. I was really impressed when I learned about your journey and your grind. And um, just to be honest, their dedication to stick to it, to even get to that fifth year at Maryland. Talk to me a little bit about not necessarily like the numbers year after year, but starting from not getting that much field time, right? As a a freshman and a true freshman. Yeah, not really a lot at all. Yeah. To, to, you know, starting every game, all American. You know, doing the things that you need to in Maryland, having a, a pretty good season. What did it take? What was it kind of within you and your work ethic and your values 
to say, hey, look, I'm not getting kind of the run I want to get to start off with, but if I keep with it, this is going to happen. I I know you can't imagine it's going to be as great as it was that fifth year, <laughs> but but talk to talk right. to me a little bit about your journey in Maryland to get to the place where you're an All American and now you're drafted because it was not easy. It was a it was no, some it some tough was. days in there, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And I obviously get here freshman year and and things don't really go the way I want early on, and I feel like you got really two options: you can kind of fold and and quit, or just kind of. Learn about learn some things about yourself and really dig deep and work hard and get better, right? And like, and you see a lot of times like keep guys transfer or, or go somewhere else. I think it's gonna be easier or this and that somewhere else. And I'm really big on just like commitment and like dedication. I said I committed to come to Maryland. Like I want to earn my spot here and, and make a difference in this program. So, and that's kind of the way I lived my life after that. Like that was what it was all about. So, um, every decision you make, every all your actions, kind of have to like correlate to that to that thought process too so every day was a grind like working with the coaches um working with my teammates and just saying hey like talking to guys who at the time were well i thought were better than me hey, like, what are you doing in this situation like just picking guys brains who had that experience and, and just kind of watching more baseball too like just watching the game get better so um freshman year definitely started off rough and then started to get better as the years go on sophomore year started to get more playing time and then junior year finally kind of solidified my spot there. Um, but it was, it was, there were definitely some dark days where you just said, like, man, am I playing the right sport? <laughs> am, I, am I doing the right thing here? <laughs> um, and, what, and what was it about your personality that like, was that something that was always in you? I know you said you want to stick to your commitments, but how did you kind of bring yourself together, get under composure in those challenging days? What did you stick to to kind of push you forward? Right, so I'm an ultra competitive person, like maybe almost too competitive sometimes, and I feel like that's a loss for me if I don't get to achieve what I came here to do. So I would, so like that for me is just like I don't, I don't take it well losing. So like that would, that would have been a huge loss for me if I wasn't able to come here and do what I set out to do. So that was kind of like my old driving force is like I'm going to be successful. I, I want to win, um, and and that just kind of drove me to kind of do the things that I did and kind of go about things the way that I do. It's just everything is a, is a battle. Everything's a competition. And I feel like that was just, that's how I kind of live my life, whether that's, that's everything um, for me. So like, I take that personally as not that all the <laughs> coaches hate me or this and that. Like, I just say, like, hey, like, I'm not good enough right now. Like, what's going to get me better? And just kind of trying to find those answers every day and, and working towards that. It's really just like that would kind of get, kept me going. I like that you said uh, you take it personally. It reminds me of the uh, Michael Jordan last dance. Like, <laughs> I, take it, I take it personally. And then you just go out and show out. You showed out that that fifth year, that fifth year at the University of Maryland. You showed out um, in in ways that I don't think anyone could imagine. Did What clicked for you just going into that year, knowing this was going to be your last shot at the university, and, and you really took that ball and ran with it? Right. I mean, I think it was just a combination of a few things. I mean, I really just started to like mature in my game and know who I was. Um, really just not trying to do too much, right? It's like, you know, this could be my last year of baseball, just really just trying to have fun and like enjoy it. Like you're right, like every time like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, you know you got the draft coming when you're eligible. Um, there's fans here, there's expectations. Um, we're kind of just throwing it all out the window and just just enjoying every day. Like we talked about 
just spending one more day with each other every day as we kind of start the season. And that was just kind of my mentality is trying to get really outside of myself mm-hmm. and just kind of, and just enjoy the moment and, and like what we're doing. Cause you, like you said, college is awesome. You don't really, you don't, you want to, you don't really regret anything. Like, you always want those years back. Right. So just like staying in the moment and just enjoying it. Cause they, I've always kind of been talented and been skilled, but really it was just kind of taking a step back and not yeah. really putting too much pressure on myself. Now, I will say this. I did look at the University of Maryland program through the years. I did. And it looked like <laughs> that fifth year. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I should just ask an open-ended question. But <laughs> how much weight did you put on between that? B- between that four? Like, there's four years of Bubba Aline, like, height, weight. And then that fifth year, it looked like you put on some extra weight. Did you, did you, did you change your body at all? Or? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that was a huge focus for me, just – just staying healthy and just like kind of wanting to be produce more power. Um, and was it like, so, 15, yeah, so was, was like 15 pounds or tw- yeah, like 15, 20 15, pounds. I think or it was like 17 or 18. Yeah. Pounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I really That's went legit to work. work. Summer, yeah. So like that summer and that fall was a huge time for me and just eating right. And, and just working out and just kind of, that was one of my goals was to gain weight and come back and not lose any speed or anything like that. So that was definitely a grind, a huge focus for me going into that, that last year. So you no, that's that, and I'm sure it definitely showed on the field, made a big difference. And I'm sure as we look at you now, you even look like you look more ripped now than you did <laughs> last year. And some of the yeah. pictures I saw in your of your first season. Let me ask you this, because I'm glad you mentioned how competitive you are. Uh, and this may not be a question for you, because you are you are the player here. You don't have any uh, kind of say right in what organizations right. do. However. Draft night. Let's talk about draft experience and draft. I know you know you're going to get drafted. You're one of the best players in all of college baseball. Baseball is a funny, funny, funny sport when it, it comes to <laughs> comes to drafting. It's so, tricky. So ultimately, your name comes off the board. But I'm looking at it like, help me understand, because I don't understand. I'm looking at the board, and I'm like, there are not 500 players better than Bubba. <laughs> like, there's not. There's, there's not. So how was draft night? What, what for you, how does that work? Did you expect all of this? Were you like, I ain't even, I'm just going to go hoop and (laughs) do some things. They'll they'll call me when I get picked up. But like, do they give you the information about this is what's going to happen? Don't, don't like get too crazy about it because this is the process. Yeah. So it's, it's tricky, right? So like I, it's kind of, you talk to the team before uh, the first day of the draft and, kind of have your meetings and phone calls and stuff like that. And they say, hey, like, we're going to give you a call at some point. Like, hopefully we can we can get you here and there. We'll, we'll see how the day goes. Um, and then you're kind of sitting there waiting for phone calls. So, like, as the as the days go on, you start to get phone calls and say, hey, like, we're going to try and get you today at some point. Um, we'll, we'll call you if, if we're going to take this and take you. And you're kind of just sitting there waiting. Yeah, I'll be like, I'm and, out, man. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> just hit like, me when you can. And you're, you're sitting there stressing all day about it. Like, even if you know you're going to get picked, it's just a matter of when. And I got a call from the, the Dodgers or Jay, I think Jason, my agent, um, who like negotiated my contract and all that stuff with PTSC management. He's the best. And uh, he uh, was back and forth with the Dodgers. And he said, like, hey, after day two, like, Dodgers are going to take you on day three at some point. Like, don't answer the phone for anyone else. Like, we're, we're going to take you on day three. So that was a huge relief for me. And, right. Like, me and my like, still, we're still freaking out watching every round go by, like, Oh, the Dodgers just picked like that wasn't me. So, 
watching every round is definitely a little bit stressful, but the process is, I mean, the teams are honest and they kind of, they give you a little bit of heads up, but still you're waiting, you're sitting there watching every single pick go by and waiting to see your name. So it was definitely a little bit stressful, but uh, definitely really rewarding at the end. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you are a pro baseball player, but does that, let me ask you this. Do you have a chip? Like, you know, it's famous. Like Tom Brady's like all of these teams passed on me. Like, do you have a chip or is it like baseball is just, it just doesn't work that way. It's just like a different thing. Or do you look at it? Like, I know there's not that many players better than me. Right. Yeah. So like there's definitely everyone kind of has a chip on their shoulder. Um, but I try to focus on this on myself and like mm. not worry about, Oh, they picked all these people before me. Um, I have because there are people, so there are people pick plenty of people picked after you. So I'm not yeah, saying exactly. that too. I'm just like, yeah, 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 for sure. And I was like, okay, they, they want to take them, that's fine, like nothing against them. But I just, I believe myself, and I don't even really worry about that. I was just like, I just got to do me, and 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 I know that'll be good enough to kind of get where I want to go, absolutely. Um, so I just kind of I don't really focus too much on, on that as much as just kind of focus on myself and, and doing what I need to do to get to where I want to go. Um, and then, Absolutely. Today, that's a, that's enough fuel for me to to work hard and do what I need to do. That's exactly right. You're exactly right. You got the right attitude, and we know you got the skills. Let yeah. me switch gears just a little bit. And, and this is the Black Baseball mixtape. We have right. a lot of uh, Black baseball fans. We have a lot of Black people connected to the game. And so, I do want to ask you as you've gone through your career. Uh, from playing big time high school to to University of Maryland to where you are now in pro ball, it always seems as if, <laughs> especially talented black players, when they move up to the levels, to the levels, to the levels, they start to see less and less of people that look like them. Right. And there's there's teams where you might be the only brother on the team, yeah, um, and you have to make and you have to make adjustments. How have you adjusted in pro baseball, but actually through your career when you look around? And you're like, man, I might be the only one here. I might be the only one on this field between two teams. How have you adjusted yeah. to that to that element of baseball? Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's a it's a it's a thing. Man. Like, I've I've been the only the black player on the field multiple times, and for me, I kind of grew up in a in an area where it's very diverse, and I've had play white players, black players, everyone, and uh, it was not wasn't really something I really thought about until I got to. So like high school and started going to these tournaments and I noticed there was less and less of people who looked like me every everywhere I went. Um and it was just something like I you just you just learn to it almost became like the new normal to a certain extent. It's like this is this is like what it is. This is what I see every time I go to these tournaments and when you play for these teams. Um and and at Maryland I actually got they actually they do a good job here mm. kind of getting um like black players here and stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of going to a step back, like, all right, this is like more normal. Like this is, and then pro ball is very, um, you get a lot of Latino players. Mm. It's very diverse in that aspect, but at the same time, you still don't really get very many black players. Well, like a lot of white and Latino players. Um, so it's just, it's definitely an adjustment, but it's something I feel like you start to just kind of look past, like you want it to be different, but at the same time, like you just get kind of get used to it. Like you're used to there's the environment and, and the culture. But you, so you grew up on the East Coast, Philly. You played at Maryland. What do you think, Bubba? We should be doing as people that love baseball, black people that love baseball. Like, 
what can be done from your aspect of your vision, not like what you personally can do, but what, <laughs> yeah. what have you seen that can be done to make it more, not, you know, less of the new normal to be the only black? Like, how do we get more black participation in the game? Right. And I think something like that I, I think about is just making it known it's, it's an option, right? Like, because you get a full, you get full scholarships, you're going to play football and basketball. You don't have to pay for college and that. No. And baseball, in baseball, you have to pay. You get, they don't give full rides out very often. Right. And then, and then high school, it's expensive to go to these tournaments and recruit. If you go to Florida and all these perfect game tournaments everywhere, it's expensive. Um, and I think just making it more of a, making it more of an inclusion thing and making it more accessible to get to the recruiting processes and stuff like that. Because if you play, you can go play high school football. At, high school and you can get coaches to come out and see that because that's high school it's a it's related to your high school baseball you get recruited in the summer yep. and, and that's expensive right Very and so, much so. It's, it's, it's the exposure and kind of the access to recruiting and just and for some most people like that sometimes it's not an option and like and there's no really alternative no, right? so that's where that's where it becomes difficult um so I, when i grew up in philly there's this team called anderson monarchs which is by 90% black organization. Um, and they do a great job now of getting colleges to come talk to kids when they're young and coming out to see the high school kids and, and recruiting like that. But that's such a small part of the, of the world, yep. of, the, of the country too. So just kind but of I having think, more. I think that's part of the answer, right? We just need more no, yeah. organizations, more people, more like, I need, honestly, we need more young kids seeing you, seeing you out right. in a ball and, you know, and seeing you out in pro ball and, and when you keep elevating and seeing seeing you at the University of Maryland and beyond, I think that that helps, right, to, to have young people say, oh, I know Bubba. Bubba's a pro player. I can really – I can really there, – there's an option. Right, just, no, but, right, just knowing that that's, it's an option, like, and, it, and it's really possible for anyone, right? Like, Absolutely. You start out playing, everyone plays this. It's the same game for everyone. You just kind of – really have a knowing that it's an opportunity you can go do is just it's a huge factor in that how do you in regards to cultural things like when it comes to black culture how do you kind of find people that you can relate to i'm sure hopefully you've had them growing up like you said in philadelphia family members even close teammates or so forth but you said that some of those days are real challenging (laughs) (laughs) and and when those challenges come how do you kind of overcome them do you do you you talk to family and friends do you is there is there kind of guidance books Do you talk to coaches how do you get through some of the difficult times especially when you know these people some of these people may not relate to what i'm going through right yeah so it's i mean talking to your family always keeping your family close and kind of talk to whether it's my mom or dad or brother um and then having some of your close friends you may not be black, but they sometimes like, they might not be understand, mm-hmm. but they can definitely sympathize and, and kind of and talk to you and just kind of having someone to talk to you is just also just a huge part. Just like, so maybe someone like not even relating, but just understanding sometimes also helps as well. Right. So just having that, and, like, I, I've been lucky to have great teammates my whole life. Um, and most of them are still, I've talked to pretty much all my teammates I've had in my whole life. Which my parents always bring out to me, but, uh, it's just been nice to have a like, really close friends and in a, in, a, in a good family and that's close to me that I can have access to it and really just bounce anything off of if I'm struggling ideas with whatever it is. So 
having I have a good, very good support system, whether it's like old coaches or teammates or family, <coughs> um, has really been making it easy for me to to kind of have people to go to. That's awesome. That's awesome, and I really, really appreciate that answer. Because you're you're exactly right. Support system is key, especially when a baseball player. You're talking a lot of games. You're talking a lot of grind, and and sometimes I don't think people fully understand. Like there might be stretches in there where you're over fifteen, over like, and you could be doing everything right. You could be doing everything right, and still ten times in a row. Exactly. Exactly. What do you do? Right. What you can't. You can't just got to keep keep chucking. Let's switch gears a little bit, uh, Bubba. I'm so uh, happy that we're talking. I'm so proud of what uh, what you've done and what you're doing. Let's have a little bit of fun. These are kind of some rapid-fire <laughs> questions. And I ask everybody this, and it's already been a segment. This is going to be part two of the segment. But if you could, <laughs> you could face any pitcher, living or dead, who do you face and why? Who do you get in the box with? Um, I think I would face probably Nolan Ryan. Or actually – Mariana Rivera, five face Rivera. I like that. I like um, that. Just because it's seen like the way people talk about his cutter, like they knew it was coming. These yep. are big years, and they're like, man, we just couldn't hit it. But I just want to see that person, like, and just understand like what that looks like, and like how, like how do you go even about hitting that? You know it's coming, and you still can't hit it. So, like, what does that even look like in the box? <laughs> I agree. I think that's a tough one. I mean, how do you think you would do? <laughs> If you throw something in, I think I have a chance. If you oh. back throw that cutter, if he's back oh. that cutter, it's going to be tough. <laughs> what has been for you so far in pro baseball? In pro baseball, what has been the coolest experience? Um, I think the coolest experience is just walking around the, the weight room in, in Arizona and just seeing guys that you see on TV. Right? Like, you know them. Like, <laughs> and it's just like kind of a surreal feeling. Like, like I've been playing the video game. Watching TV on MLB, like MLB Network or whatever it is, and then you're just mm-hmm. seeing them work out in the weight room like regular guys. So um, it's definitely been, and like you're, some of your coaches, are like man, like one of my coaches is Jason Bushwa, played for the uh, mm-hmm. Astros back in the day, and he's like my outfield coach. I talk to JB all the time now, even in the offseason. And it's like, dang, I used to play with you in a video game, <laughs> and then just kind of like meeting those guys and, and just being around them has been really cool. So that's definitely been my my favorite part about it. The, uh, is there is there a player I always love to ask this is there a player that you've kind of interacted with now that you're uh, a pro player and in, in the organization was there a player that you saw or interacted with that that really was like yo you know that's so and so over there like you had to take a step back be like is this real is this happened yeah it was um Danny Duffy he was actually like he's uh he's older he's older now yeah, but yeah. I've been I've been watching Danny Duffy in the league for I don't even know how many years. And he was playing. He was doing a rehab start with us. And he was just sitting in the locker room, just like chopping up with us. Like he was on the team all year, like the coolest dude ever. That's um, awesome. So that was, and you would have never known this guy. It was, uh, had a full big league career. He was just like down to earth, like cool dude. So it was, it was really awesome to kind of meet him and just see how that big league goes about their day and, and what the stuff he did. And he just, he bought us good food after the game. And, <laughs> It was it was it was it was definitely a, a cool experience meeting him. Uh, have you had that's a good that's a good segue into have you had to change your schedule a lot? Like your like the pro ball schedule I know is growing, but you like your personal schedule in regards to like oh now I I got to work out here I got to do this here. Is it like have you had to change to make a lot of adjustments in regards to 
what you do on a daily basis? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. we don't have school anymore, so that's not even a factor. So, <laughs> <laughs> so showing up to the field is, is hey, the game's at seven. I want to get, I want to lift. I want to get my early work in. So, and then I eat, and then do yeah. show, get my BP. So it's like, what time do I show up? Like, you can kind of make your own schedule. So I like to get there early around like one. Whereas in college, like you're showing up two and a half hours before the game. Like I'm there seven hours, six hours before the game. Get getting my work in and doing that, and the offseason the same. Like I, I like to get up kind of early and kind of get my stuff done, and then have the rest of the day to chill. So it's it, it's t- nine ten a.m. Get up, like get my day going, and then I'm usually done around two two or three, and then I kind of have the rest of the day to to chill, hang out. So it's definitely been an adjustment, just having so much more time to you sure to kind of to kind of do stuff. Um, who were your favorite players growing up? Who did you look up to? My uh, obviously being a huge Phillies fan, I loved uh, Jim, Jimmy Rollins was my favorite. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Rollins, like Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, um, that core two thousand eight Phillies team. Yeah, World my, Series my, team. My favorite team of all time. Uh, just watching those guys, those guys play really kind of sparked my interest in the baseball. I, I played pretty much every sport growing up, uh, but watching them play kind of really. Uh, made me really love baseball and just kind of really want to focus on that. And Jimmy Rollins is kind of just the guy for me. He is. He's Jimmy Rollins is the man. He really is the, he, he's have, the man. Have you ever met Jimmy Rollins? Have you ever interacted with him? So I actually haven't met Jimmy. Oh. Um, but his his wife used to work at my school. So I've seen him a few times, but I haven't actually gotten to meet him. It's weird because my dad actually <laughs> knows Jimmy Rollins, which is weird. Yeah, and that's they, crazy. Like, they talk on Instagram <laughs> Which is funny. Um, We're here. I haven't make, actually got to meet him. We're here to make dreams happen at the Black Baseball yeah, Mixtape. We'll try to make this, this Jimmy Rollins. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see this one day. <laughs> that'd, be, um, that'd be awesome. That's funny, man. That's funny. So that's but that's that's awesome because again, it just happenstance. You're in Philadelphia. The team that you're kind of that core that you're following, Ryan Howard, right? Like Jimmy Rollins. That's exactly what we're talking about when we talk about you right. being able to see players to to say, look, I can envision being there one day. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were not playing baseball for a living, what would you be doing? Um, that's that's funny. I've always been a sports guy my whole life and kind of played everything, but I think I would definitely pursue golf, which is a kind of a random oh, thing, but I've played golf probably just as long as baseball. And, Are you serious? Um, yeah, I've, I've played my whole life, and I definitely think I'd probably try and pursue that. Even I know that's – it's. A, I think it might be hard to be good pro on that than baseball, but um, I'll tell people I definitely like a golfer. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh Kind of last questions here. We we talked about your schedule. We talked about the grind. Um, but when you are not in baseball mode, which is I understand never. But what's mm-hmm. what's like the vacation? Like what's the downtime? Bubba Eileen look like. What do you do when you're not thinking about balling? Right. So I mean, for me, it's just watching Netflix or playing video games or just hanging out with friends. But that's playing basketball. Just going out and doing things. I, was, I just like to be active mm-hmm. uh, and doing stuff. So recently I just watched the whole Harry Potter series. Never saw it before. Got home from the gym and just watched one every single day. And that was kind of the end of my day. So That's I'm, I'm either I'm watching football or 
throwing the football or going to play basketball. My friends just kind of staying active. We said playing golf. Uh, I've just really been a huge sports person. My family's always just kind of been around sports my whole life. So that's kind of what I tend to gravitate to, even if it's not, when I say when I'm not playing baseball, I just kind of gravitate to doing something that I was active. Do you have a favorite baseball movie? Favorite baseball movie? Yeah, I would honestly say, you know, it's, I don't know how much of a baseball movie it is, but Bench Warmers. Some reason that movie just cracks me up. <laughs> very nice, very nice. And our, and, our, and I'm going to get you out of here on this because it's it's an honor to talk to you. I really appreciate your time. I am so excited to be able to see someone like yourself, Bubba. That again, as on the surface, it may seem like it was all good, like college all American right. drafted. Yeah, it definitely wasn't always like that. But it, it was it was someone that really, really had to make the commitment, stick through it at Maryland for five years, stick through it through the draft. Now getting in the Dodgers organization and still always that that grind to be better. So I am so happy that you're on the show. We will be watching very closely as you know you go through what's coming up next and you get placed uh you were telling me a little bit off camera but how does it work now where do we know like what's your schedule in regards to getting an assignment and then starting your season right so i'm going to uh so i'm going to la this week um just kind of do some last minute hitting adjustments and stuff like that before spring training and then i'll, I'll go to spring training on the on the 15th for a little early um uh, early camp for some of the guys they invite out for that. And then spring training gets going. And I feel like we kind of learn our assignments as, as we go and towards the end of spring training. Um, so this is my, this is my first year. So this is all kind of new to me as well. Right. Right. Um, so still trying to figure out how everything works, but just talking to some of the guys who, who have been there before it's kind of, you'll, you'll figure out your assignment um, as spring training comes with an and hopefully you can go out there and play well and, 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 be at a level maybe you didn't think you were going to be at before spring training. So um, just kind of go in there with the mindset. I'm not really – I try not to worry about it. I'm just kind of go out there and play and, and let the cards kind of fall where they may. So um, just go out there and, and try and just ball out and, and play the best I can and, and, and go where they send me and do the same thing there. We're going to have to wrap it there. Bubba, I <laughs> wish you the best, uh, best of luck. I will be following closely. Uh, one of the surreal moments always is when we lock down. Look, I'm a card collector now, and I've been a card collector for about six, <laughs> like about six months. <laughs> so when I look, when I can get those uh, debut Bubba Lean cards, I'll make sure I do that and play you in the show and do all those things as well. But brother, brother, I really wish you the best of luck uh, as you continue on healthy. I want you to have a healthy season and do all the things that you've set out to do. And and we'll be watching closely. Come back and visit us on the mixtape, my man. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Definitely will. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Bubba Aline. He's with the Dodgers organization. Make sure you follow him on IG. Where's your IG? Uh, IG is Bubba Aline, Bubba underscore Aline. Um, it's easy to find me. I don't think there's that many people named Bubba. So, <laughs> uh, you know, and by the time you see this, it's either going to be a hero with the Eagles hat or it's going to be it's going to be Dudsville. But we'll see. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm, hope, I'm it hoping out. it's a hero. <laughs> Until next time, this is the mixtape. Uh, we'll see you soon.